You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. You're here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And today, I'm excited to talk to Jack Henderson. We're going to be chatting on the topic of empowering men. And if you don't know Jack, he is a podcaster, a mental health advocate, and an entrepreneur. Uh, By the way, Jack says at the age of 20, he started his own podcast in March 2020 during his last year of high school. Um, He's born and bred in New Zealand, lost the sport that he loves, which was football due to COVID, which sent him into a dark spiral of losing himself. Well, I'm so glad that we found you and that we've got you here on the show. Thanks for joining us, Jack. Thank you for having me. Well, you guys can't see Jack, but he's got a pretty sweet setup. I got to tell you. So he's a podcaster. His podcast is called Hendo's Hot Topics Podcast, um, which I'm going to ask you about. But before before we do that, um, can you, before we get into empowering men and all the things, can you give us a little bit of backstory? Like, how did you get into this, this area of empowering people and becoming a mental health advocate? Yeah. So as you mentioned at the start, I started my podcast uh, March 2020 which was my last year of high school, year 13. And I started the podcast because I've had one heck of a journey. We all have journeys, but uh, mine sent me places which I wish no one goes goes to. Um, But at my school, the, the cultural aspect and diversity at my school, not many people could talk about what they were going through or, you know, to their parents, their families, their friends. And I was someone who was always quite open with my feelings. You know, if I if I came to school and I was feeling quite down or anxious or depressed and a lot of my friends knew what I'd been through because they'd always they'd asked me and I was always open. So I was an anchor for people to come and vent to. I was someone who people knew that I wouldn't beat around the bush with them, that I'd be honest and that I'll just listen and be there for them. And that made me realize that, hey, maybe I can turn my negative into positive and help some people. So I started my podcast March 2020 just to actually help my small group of friends and small group of friends outside of school with what they were going through. And very fortunate that it flourished into something much bigger than I was expecting to and helped a lot more people than I was hoping to help. And yeah, let's just say it expanded a lot further than the small group of friends within my school, which I'm very grateful for. I'm so curious. Well, first of all, congratulations, because I, you know, I was podcasting many years ago before it became, became really cool. And it I, people don't realize it takes, it, well, it took me at least three hours to produce each podcast when I factor in the promo, also writing a blog, you know, planning the guests, talking to the guests and all the things. So congratulations on that. Um, I would love to know, can we start off with, yeah. what is one of the hottest topics, you know, of all the podcasts? Like what are, what is one of the hottest top topics that's really resonated with people? Oh, golly gosh. I think the thing that is a center point when it comes to everyone I've had on the podcast and a lot of people resonate with the most is that at some point, whether it's at the the start, beginning or middle of your journey, is that you feel quite lost with yourself. You know, you're, you put, you tend to put everything aside, whether it's friendships, relationships, uh, work, whatever it may be, you put everything aside to, I guess you could say hustle, 
hustle at what you're passionate about and want to achieve. And at one point, you're going to lose yourself. And that's what the biggest thing that everyone uh, uh, resonates with. Uh, Example, I had uh, Shane Young. He's a UFC fighter, a Kiwi Maldi UFC fighter. And he came on and he spoke about how for 10 years, he separated himself from his family, moved up to Auckland and worked his way up doing what he loved. And he found himself in an area where he felt quite lost. You know, he had separated himself from his loved ones and, and everyone around him secluded himself to really give a good chance of what he was doing to achieve it. Um, a, a gentleman by the name of Will Saatchi from a real well-known duo band called um, Will Thomas from Saatchi. Same thing. Him and his mate Nick, the, the, the two creators of Saatchi, they did the same thing, secluded themselves from everyone else, and they worked really hard to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And I can I can agree on that with losing yourself. You know, I I was built my life around football, soccer, and, and 2020 when lockdown happened, I lost it all. I I I devoted my life seven trainings a week and and two three games in the weekend to pushing the ranks in football and getting to where I wanted to go. And I finally got there, and it got taken all away from me, and I felt lost. So the biggest thing that everyone resonates with that I find mm. is along the journey of achieving what you want to achieve, you you have that sense of losing yourself. You know, who am I? What is it that I really want to do? You start questioning all your decisions. Is what I'm doing right now what I want to do? Is it going to be worthwhile? You know, am I, are people judging me? Are my parents proud of me? Am, are my are my friends even really my friends? You start questioning everything around you and you really do become lost with yourself. Lost is an interesting word, isn't it? Because, and all those examples you gave are so great because they're like people that are fully immersing themselves in something they genuinely love that is genuinely bringing them joy. However, there is compromise, but it's so great when you get to that point of being lost or um, when people have a challenge in their life and they get to the point of questioning things. Like you said, right now, people really are right now. People really are leaning in and starting to question, who am I? You know, what am I here for? And I love that side of it. Like, I love the personal discovery side when people are going, you know, what am I meant to achieve in life? You know, not just for me, but, you know, what is my greater purpose? And I love those questions. What did you discover about yourself? You obviously discovered you had some great perseverance sticking to your values and what you valued in terms of giving up your soccer. But what else do you learn about yourself in that time of being lost? we are far more capable than we think you know our, our mind is such a bigger tool and we're, we're capable capable of far more than we actually truly realize um when we get struck down and when we get knocked five steps back somehow i'm still trying to figure out how but somehow we managed to go six steps forward and and get back to where we were and, and even push further than we were to doing something and and striving towards that that goal that got us in, in this place in the first the first instance it's it's how it's it's our why it's how do we get to where we want to go when we feel like the world's against us and i i learned through all of it is you know you might be knocked off the saddle and and things might not be going along the 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 journey that you wanted to go to get to your destination but if you just buckle down and you put your head down and you observe and absorb everything around you you might not take the the journey that you initially intended but you're still going to end up at the same destination you just have to believe yourself and realize that you're so much more capable than more than you realize i think that's a great message for everybody 
Um, and it's, and especially, you know, the men out there like this week, this week in our show, we're focusing all of our interviews on really around men, you know, and, mm. and today you and I are chatting about empowering men. I would love to know what message you have for the teens of today, right? Because you, you know, you were at your last year of high school. Now you're kind of reflecting back three years later. What message would you have for the teens of today? Cause they're, they're getting bombarded with all sorts of things that are different than what you had. And certainly what I had. Um, and particularly the the male teens of today. To start it off is to stay true to yourself. This goes for teens, male, female, you know, start a high school, end of high school. Stay true to yourself and do what you want to do. I have three do's, which I say at every end of the podcast. It's do what makes you happy, do what you know is right, and do what you need to do for you. And that all that all circles around the main idea of staying true to yourself it's so easy especially when you're you're a teenager to be pushed and pulled by everyone's perspectives or you know living your parents dream or or doing doing and becoming the person that other people want you to become it goes back to losing yourself so saying the main thing i want to say and put out there is stay true to yourself and you know, a lot, a lot of people may realize that and they may know what I'm talking about with their journeys. And a lot of people may not have um, been bombarded with challenges and obstacles. But if you haven't and you don't know what that means, trust me, in a few years' time, you will realize what it means to be, to stay true to yourself. You are speaking my language. You know, I talk a lot about how some people find themselves stuck in the should zone, right? And they sometimes call it the sh zone, you know, the other S zone. And um, right where you're living life guided by pretty much other people's expectations, you know, duties, obligations. So I, I studied this, so I really should do a career in that, even though it really doesn't light me up. So you talked about do what makes you happy, do what you know is right. What's the third one again? Uh, do what you need to do for you. Mm, so good. And, and what uh, did you do for yeah, go ahead. No, uh, I was just gonna touch on, you know, the 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 should zone. I have a friend called Finn <laughs> Barnett, he's got a podcast well called Alan Ave, and we had a chat and he said, I we we're talking about the the university stage. You know, you yeah. finish high school and all your friends are, are going to university. And even though you don't feel like you should, you go anyway because you your friends are, you know, you follow the herd. Yeah. And he said, looking back now with his life experience, if he went back now, the papers would be papers to learn and not papers just to pass. And I think that speaks a lot, you know, live life a little bit and then go back to university. You can go to university any age you want to live life a bit because then those papers become papers to learn around the avenue of what you actually want to do rather than papers just to pass, you know, to get it done and get the diploma under your belt and then, then try to figure out what you actually want to do. I remember that stage and, you know, my daughter's in year 12, so she's not quite there, but we're a lot of adults, you know, say to high school students, so do you know what you're going to do when you graduate? Right. Which yeah. is like the worst question other than saying, wow, look how tall you are. You know, I mean, I'm, kids probably hate that. Um, so it, it is, it's, there is that expectation that they'll go to uni and what will they study? And, and usually they make a decision when they really have no idea. So I think that's wise guidance is give yourself permission to take that time to live life a bit before you commit, if you even want to, to the uni thing. 100%, 100%. Yeah, give, your, give yourself some breathing space. Um, so yeah, I was going to ask you that third thing that you mentioned, you know, what did you do for you? Didn't go to uni. <laughs> I did. I, 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 the reason I spoke on that is because I felt stuck in that trap of all my friends were going to university or they were going into a trade. And those were my two options. 
you know, oh, you know, best mates going and doing a sports psychology degree or my friends becoming a, a builder. Oh, that's, those are my only options. And I gave myself some breathing space. And that's why I'm very blessed with, with the podcast because it gave me a drive. It, I, I went against the grain. I went, I went uh, against the norm. I said, okay, I want to do something that makes me happy, something that I want to do and something that I'm not going to wake up in the morning, get in my car and dread even doing it before I'm doing it. Yeah. What is that? And the podcast was calling my name. And that was what I did for me is I did what made me happy and I didn't just be a part of the social norm and did what everyone else did and and what society expected me to do straight after high school. And it's so neat because, you know, I'm a business coach and we often talk about the triangle, which is, and I'm using my hands here, you know, something you're good at over here yeah. in one point of the triangle, something people will pay for. And the third one um, is something that you do naturally, right? So something you're good at, something you do naturally, and of course, critically, something people will pay for, and that's a business. And I learned that. And I then I realized a few years in, well, it's not a triangle. It's actually a diamond. And the fourth point that no one really talks about, if you're going to succeed as a business, the fourth point is a sense of urgency. Because if you don't have a sense of urgency, you're never going to launch that website. You're never going to publish that podcast. You're never, you know, because either you don't really need the money or you, you know, you don't, you know, there's, you haven't said that you're doing an event on this date at this time. You haven't committed yourself. So what have you, I'm keen to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. And you probably will inspire other listeners who feel like I don't want to go to uni either. Or, you know, some of them might have left uni after one year realizing I'm just following a path of shoulds, but I, it's not really my path. What, um, and what what you say you're an entrepreneur. So what is it that you're that brings you the the income in your in your business if that's what you're doing? Is it coaching? So it's um at the moment what it is is editing. Mm. You know, editing's the the now, it's the new, it's is making the little reels and and the little content. That's that's where I'm starting to to build it up. Um I also want to say this to hopefully inspire uh, the young boys and girls who are listening is I finished high school. Instead of going to university, I went and worked at Bunnings. I went and worked at Bunnings Warehouse. I worked there to keep me afloat, you know, to, to not let money distract me from doing what I was actually doing, which was my podcast. And you, you mentioned urgency. And I really want to touch on that because I set myself a goal four years. Within four years, I wanted to have left Bunnings and I wanted to have been close to doing full-time what I actually loved. And that mm. was that urgency. You know, if I don't reach that four years, I didn't try hard enough. I tried real hard and it took me two years and I was willing to go, okay, you know, I'm, I'm at a spot now where I can go, thank you for keeping me afloat, but goodbye. It's time to go do why I started this journey. It's time to go do something that makes me happy. You know, do what I need to do for me. Um, and yeah, that, that urgency is what really it's a it's a key basic. A lot of people forget that urgency really does drive you. You know, it kicks you up the backside and tells you to to hurry up and get it done, or else there's no point trying. Yeah, exactly. I love it, and you know, it's really clear to me that you are doing something you love that you love and that you're good at, which is awesome. So, for our listeners that are listening, I'd love to know what is resonating for you that we've discussed so far. We talked about being immersed in something and and possibly losing yourself. You know, do you, can you relate to that? Or maybe I love Jack's advice. The three things that he mentioned. Um, you know, are you living in the should zone, <laughs> or are you in? So the zones that I talk about, of course, are the disconnected zone where you're literally just going through the motions. Day to day, you know, going to Bunnings, coming home. But if you didn't have something bigger in the pipeline, you know, so go disconnected zone, you know, the the should zone, 
the frustration zone where people are angry, they're frustrated, they're not happy, but they're not doing anything about it, right? Um, Or the impact zone, which is in my world, that's where we all want to live, where we're doing what we want and it's firing us up and and all the things. So for our listeners, send us a message. We'd love to know what's resonating so far. Um, you can send a text 2057 or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Um, so I'd love to know, Jack, you know, some practical things. Like you said, a lot of people were coming to you or they they're open up, you know, their issues and their problems to you. What is some golden advice that you have um, for, I guess, you know, men in general, but of course they can be teens or even men that are older than you because you're only 20. Um, but what's some kind of given your, what you've seen of people. And of course, all the people you've interviewed, because the beauty of interviewing people is we learn so much. Um, yeah. What golden advice can you pass on? Uh, especially for the males is it's okay not to be okay. You know, and everyone, everyone says it and we're here a lot, but it speaks volumes when someone who's who's been through the trials and tribulations and has crawled out of the dark hole says it. You know, it's okay not to be okay. I my my dad, my granddad, you know, his dad have have all gone through the if men feel anything, you know, they're sick, they're they they've got a disease, they're they're mentally crazy, lock them up in a mental institution and leave them there. You know, leave them there, don't don't talk to them about it because they're ill. I still, I still feel my generation. It's the whole, the whole Gen Z. The that's still there. It is still there. That if you're a male and you're you're feeling a certain way, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're, you know, in some cases, unfortunately, feeling suicidal, or you're you're just you're troubled with a mental challenge somehow. That society has told you just to lock it up and throw away the key, to not say anything, to you know, it's weak to speak. To shut it off, to not even mention it. I can't even. I can't think of anything without going too deep. But just not to even bring it to the surface. That if you're feeling something, you're sick. So, my advice would be that it's okay not to be okay. And if you want to speak to someone, speak to someone. Could be your partner. Could be your best friend. You know, your cousin, your mom. Could be a stranger. You know, your therapist could be an online counselor. You ring someone up at the helpline, whatever it is. If you want to get it out, get it out by talking. You know, don't don't get it out by using abuse of drugs, of alcohol, of self harming, of doing things that are going to affect you long term. You know, it, it, they they say something like a like a it's a it's a temporary solution for for a, a long time issue or along those lines and that comes with when people take their lives when they feel there's no there's no opportunity to speak that it's a, it's a short-term solution for them but then they leave a, a, a lifetime amount of pain for those around them who wish they just spoke out and as soon as you speak it's like anything you, you create a habit and the more you do it the easier it becomes you teach your brain, your brain's, you know, your brain's a muscle, you train it. The more you do it, the easier it will become and the more fluent you'll be at it. And I guess I can just say the more thankful of yourself for doing it, you will be. And I guess it gets easier, you know, once you break that, once the floodgates open a little bit, like, I, and I guess the other advice I'd, I'd offer and also ask you if you agree is Maybe like if the first person isn't the best person to go to, try someone else. So for example, they might open up to someone. Maybe it's their mom and the mom's like, oh, honey, you're fine. Other people have it so much worse than you, right? Which is basically closing the door in their face or variation of. So I guess my guidance would be, hey, if the first person isn't hearing you, 
then maybe try someone else. Don't just give up and go, okay, fine. I'm going to turn to drugs or I'm not going to tell anyone because obviously no one cares. Yeah, correct. What are your and thoughts I, on that? I fully agree. And I, one of my good mates, Regan Green, he, uh, his, his best mate, uh, Constable Matthew Hunt, he, he was, he was shot down in a traffic stop a few years ago out here in West Auckland. And I had him on and we were talking and it was along the same things, you know, he went to someone and then someone recommended pills, him to take pills to, mm. to cope with what he was going through. And he knew that he didn't need medication. He knew that wasn't right for him, but he almost felt obliged to because a trained professional was telling him that. And that was the exact thing is he felt that person wasn't right for him and, you know, was giving him advice that he knew deep down in his heart he, he didn't need, you know, he didn't need to take pills for his for her, what he was going through. So he went and saw someone else. And mm -hmm. this next person he resonated with a lot better, gave him a much healthier tools and helped him through it with, with less self-doubt. I love that story. And I think that'll hopefully inspire other people to do the same. Like if the first port of call isn't a right fit and just listen to your body, listen to your gut, and then go and ask someone else because yeah, sometimes they go so quick to the prescription meds, which isn't necessarily the answer. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um, what about to the woman out there? I would love to know, you know, for, you know, what do you wish that us women, you know, either the moms, which is me, you know, or the girlfriends or the wives or whatever, what do you wish we knew and, and how can we better empower the men in our life? It's a huge question, but take it where you want it. <laughs> we're not mad at you. We're not frustrated with you. We're not angry with you. Nine times out of 10, we're beating, beating ourselves up in our heads. We might, you, you may feel like we're disconnected or we're not there or, you know, we've lost interest in you or fallen out of love. That's not the case. It's generations and hundreds of years of us feeling excluded from society when it comes to expressing how we feel, being open with how we are. So please, I'm not going to say be patient, but Think of it from a different perspective. We're not disconnecting from you. We're, we're, we haven't fallen out of love. We are just in the dark corner in the back of our heads beating ourselves up for sometimes the littlest things or comparing ourselves to a, a guy who doesn't have the flaws that we have. It's, it's things like that. And I've, I've heard a lot saying it's quite petty for a guy to do that, but it's truly the case. I, I've done it. I'm a really bad overthinker. I know some of my good mates are the same. Um, I've, I've spoken to their partners and and I know that from their perspective that they felt like they're disconnected and that they don't love them anymore. And that is not the case. It's we're, we're just, we're, we're battling silent battles in our head that we feel there's no reason or beneficial use to expressing them and bringing them on to you. So that's, that's what I feel should be said. Yeah. What a honest and transparent response. And I think that's awesome. I think, yeah, a lot of men are really hard on themselves and it's hard in society, right? Because men, especially now, it's like, wait a minute. Okay. So I can't be too masculine, but women also want to feel protected and taken care of. Yeah. But wait a minute, you want me to be emotional, but if I'm too emotional, like, because I need to be more masculine, like it's confusing for guys. hundred percent. And it's, it's finding the, the, the balance, you know, it's, and that's why you end up having a lot of men who cry by themselves. You know, cry by themselves and and take their lives because it's that exact reason they men are meant to be blokes and 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 farmers and rugby players, especially in New Zealand, that we're meant to be manly manly men. But we where's where's the where's the 
balance in that? Where can we be a manly man, but also express when we're struggling, when we're not waking up and feeling like a like a tough bloke, when we want to cry and you know maybe have a night in and a movie night and just be there with our partners and and or with our dogs or kids or just be there with the ones that we love, but we don't want to come across like we're weak or that like you said, we don't want our partners to feel not safe or protected. Where is the where is the balance? Where's the fine ground? And that's the biggest thing for my generation, like I said, my dad's generation, his dad, that's the biggest struggle is how can we be a manly man, but also protect ourselves and make sure that we aren't in that dark corner, like I mentioned, in our minds, mm. battling the silent battles. It's it's really hard, especially in this day and age of social media and all and all that kind of stuff. It's really hard to find that uh that that balance because we're told we're told one thing and and then we're pulled the other way and told another thing and it's and you know your all your limbs are stretched out because and you don't know where to go. You're stuck in the middle. I agree, and I think that says it all. How can they be a manly man? So like, let's dive into that. Let's yep. see if we can come on the spot here. Let's see if we can come up with some. Not really tips is the wrong word, but what you know, some guidance around how can they be? What are some things that they can then can do or or think or or not do to be able to give themselves permission to have that balance again is quite a buzzword, but you know what I mean? The balance of being a manly man who can also be honest and open with his emotions without appearing weak. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is those that surround you. You know, make sure make sure those that surround you are going to be there when you need them, and vice versa that you, you can be there for them when they need you. The ones that surround you, the ones who you call your family and friends, and had another guest on, and he said, "I've never thought about it this way, but when it comes to role role models and family, you you truly have the choice in in who you call your role role models and family." You know, he said it's not doesn't have to be blood related. You don't have to be blood blood bound and and that sort of thing. You can choose who you call your family and look up to, and that's really important. Not many people are fortunate to come up in households where they're really supported and they're they're truly loved and they they feel protected. And that that in the, in the lady's life that turns them down bad tracks. So that's a, that's a really important point. As you can choose who you can call family and who you love and who you look up to and who you feel comfortable and protected around. Um, the the tools and tri- uh, tricks and tips which I want to touch on from personal experience is just let it out, just cry. You know, uh, who gives a shit if someone calls you a wuss or a pussy or not a manly man for crying? You just have to let it out. You can't keep it boiled in, like Dom Harvey said. You can't just keep chucking your dirty clothes into your gym bag and let it sit into the back of your car and let that that smell stench and brew up. You just have to let it out. There's no other answer and there's no other best tip or trick that you can hear on Instagram or TikTok or where, from whoever it may be. You have to just let it out and let it out by crying, man. All the brothers out there, you just have just cry once in a while. Just cry. You know, don't... When you feel, if you're, I see it so many times from men, they, they feel a tear crying and they do a little, and they scrunch their face up and they quickly, you know, tear their, uh, wipe their eyes or, and they make it look like they're scratching their face or, you know, wear sunglasses at a funeral, wear sunglasses. And they don't, cause they don't want to see people. They don't want people to see them weak. It's, it's so okay to be vulnerable and weak and open up to yourself and those around you because that is how you get better. You don't get better from 
drinking your your worries away, from snorting your stresses, from taking your life. You don't get better from that. That will only just keep you in the continuous spiral. So all you can do to make it better is let the freaking thing out. Let it out. You know, I always used to, when I was, I say like I'm, like I'm really old. I, when I was used to 16, 17 kind of age, I used to get home and if I was feeling really just wound up and, and tied up with all the, the stuff that was going on at the time, I used to just grab my pillow and just scream as loud as I can, as loud as I can. And then I'd go, go do a workout or go for a walk, you know, just telling yourself it's okay to feel. And it's so human and it doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're, if you're a female, if, if whatever it is, if you, if you're a, a if your dad was a manly man or if your granddad was a manly man and you were brought up with the the continuous cycle of stereotypes in New Zealand and in the States and the UK, it, it's a thing everywhere that it's okay to break that cycle and to be a vulnerable man. You know, be emotional. You can be manly and be emotional at the same time. It's not, it's not one or the either. You know, you don't have to choose, okay, I'm going to be, I'm more an emotional man than a manly man. Stuff it. You can go play rugby and drive trucks and pump weights at the gym and get tattoos and go to the pub and drink beer, whatever. And then you can go home and have a real open conversation with your partner and you can have a cry to yourself and you can drive home and listen to your music and sing your heart out. You just have to let it out one way or the other, but it has to be healthy talking or crying and Crying is, I found one of the most healthiest ways to let it out. You just let it out through tears and you just cry your heart out. And then once you're done, you're like, wow, that's, that's all it took. You know, it, it's, it feels like you're, you're hit by a huge tidal wave and then the, the little, little white ripple water breaks on the shoreline and just coming over. You know, the tsunami's gone and now it's just calm, glassy water. You're like, holy crap. Oh my gosh, that's all it took was for me to just be open and honest with myself and just let it out. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so incredible to hear you talk like that. And yeah, you are beyond your years, I got to say. But I mean, imagine what the imagine what society would be like if men actually did that. And you know, in it, like it would be amazing because that release, which is what it is, the flood of tears and and doing that Whenever it, whenever that pent up emotion needs to be released, there would be so many tragedies that would be avoided. I think. Yeah, hundred percent, I agree. And so many relationships that would be closer because sometimes if like the man never shows weakness or that type of emotion, it's you know when a friend, even when a friend like tells you something and they have a bit of a cry, like you, as there's a bond that strengthens. And I feel like. If a man has the courage to cry either in front of his wife or partner or a friend, like a, a guy friend, mm -hmm. or even his parents, you know, like, I mean, I think the the bonds will be stronger and the connections will be deeper. And I mean, society would be, be better if men allowed themselves to do that. Yeah. And uh, touching on that with the crime with your partner, I think another thing that, especially men my age, young 20s, you know, late teens, early 20s, is the thing you str we struggle with is... Social media is everywhere. You know, it's our, it's becoming our life. Let's be honest. Social media is becoming our life one way or the other, whether we like it or not. And so many people are influenced by it so easily. And all you see these days is videos of females saying how they want a manly man. You know, that they, they don't want one who cries and they, they don't want one who's emotional. And that will, for those men who maybe are looking for their partner or trying to find themselves, that's really staggering. That's really, that's really hard to take when you know you might be built up with 
stress or depression or or you might have PTSD or really bad anxiety. You know, you, you may have something that just follows you like a shadow and you just want someone who will let you just be yourself and be open. But it's really hard when all you see on social media is, is females saying they want a manly man. They don't want a man who cries. They want a man who makes them feel protected. Well, ladies, I'm going to tell you that us as men, we can have a cry to ourselves and we can beat someone off you the next day. You know, if we love you, we love you and we will do anything for you. And all a man wants is, is a lady or a man who can just be there and hold their hand and, and let them know that it's okay to feel and express. And I feel like it's vice versa. You know, if a lady wants a man or 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 a, a, a lady who can do the same, sit down, let them know it's okay, and and they that, that are there for them, and you know them being emotional and being vulnerable doesn't make them think any different of them. So maybe that's a great lesson or invitation for the woman out there listening is if we want our manly man to, or, you know, our guy to also be able to be emotional, like meaning release these emotions because so many benefits come from that, then maybe telling him that, you know, in, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, honey, you don't have to be the strong guy all the time. You know, if you actually feel like just crying, like I am here for you, you know, kind of that, like even just saying it, or if they do show some emotion encouraging them like we would, you know, like we would with any other girlfriend or a child or even our parents. Like yeah. we would say, it's like, let it out. It's okay. Everything will be fine. So rather than them feeling judged. So that's a great reminder. You know, it's interesting when you were talking earlier about, you know, the people that you, the people that you're around and role models, and I've got two teenagers right now. And I feel like it's almost that high school guidance that we give to kids, or at least that I give to mine, you know, it's like, choose your friends wisely, right? Like if you want to be an empowered man, I'd be like, choose your friends wisely. Like we did in high school. Like, you know, it's not just the people you grew up with and that's as good as it gets. It's like, you can meet, like, there's so many incredible people. And I don't know about you, Jack, but okay, let's just say I lost a lot of friends in the, in the last three years yeah. by speaking my truth and having the courage or the, you know, audacity to question the agendas and such. Um, and I lost a lot of friends, but I gained so many incredible people that came into my life and the connections I have to say are deeper and the relationships just feel easier. Um, and I feel like it's never too late to find, I'm not going to say better friends, but you know, deeper connections. And so my guess, my guidance is the high school ad advice, which is choose your friends wisely. And if you're hanging out with a crowd that like is making crap decisions and not living the life that you see for yourself, like you know, you make an empowered choice and and find some new people who are doing things that you really believe in. What are your thoughts on that friendship? Fully agree. And and uh, high school is the epitome of you see in American movies, High School Musical. You know, the different groups. You got the jocks. You got the musical group. You got the drama group. You got the cool guys and the cool girls. And that's what high school is. You you want to be. You you think someone's cool, so you go hang with them. And they could be stealing cars and and stealing from shops or robberies, whatever it may be. And you think that's cool because you you convince yourself because, you know, they've got everything that you want or that they're really liked and you want to be liked as well. But that's not the case. You're touching on how you said that uh, in the last few years from, you know, staying true to yourself and, and mm -hmm. speaking your the, the truth that you lost a lot of friends. And I want to say that sometimes the hardest situations lead us to the truest people. And I've learned that over the last few years as well. A lot of people were so quick to judge you and so quick to try put their perspectives and and really trying to demoralize you as a person because of you staying true to yourself that you feel like you've lost everyone around you. But 
we don't need, uh, this is for the high schoolers, we and you don't need a huge circle of friends. You do not need a huge circle of friends. It's not the cool thing. It's not the thing to do. The best advice is if you have if your close friends, you know, I, I always called my close friends people I would invite over to my house for dinner. If I didn't invite them over to my house for dinner, they weren't that good of a friend to me. And we tend to just stay friends with people to be friends with them, to say, you know, another follower on Instagram or another friend on Facebook or to say, oh, that person's my friend. And oh, so is that one. And oh, that's my friend as well. All these friends. But who truly is going to be there for you when, you know, when things go pear shape or if like the last few years, if, if things hit a, let's just say fantasy world, are actually going to still accept you for for who you are and, and what you what you have to preach and and you staying true to yourself and you just making a choice. Who are those friends going to be? You don't need to be friends with every Bob and Joe at, at school. Just choose your close close few friends who are going to help you and who you can help and and who you can learn off and how they can learn you learn off you and and people who you would want to invite over to dinner. That if you told your mom, hey mom. I don't know, Richie's coming over for dinner tonight. She'd be like, oh, yeah, Richie's such a good mate and I'm so glad you guys are friends with him rather than going, hey, mom, Richie's coming over tonight. Uh, really, does does he have to come over? You know, those sort, sort of things. So the advice I have and the thing I want to say is is think of your your five closest friends and if you would invite each and every one of them over to dinner, then you've got the right people around you. Love it. They pass the, the dinner test. They get the, the dinner, dinner invite. yes. Um, all right. Awesome. Hey, I'm going to go to the four questions that I ask all my guests. And um, what is one thing you've done in the last year where you've truly upped your brave? Uh, that would have to be my school talk at a college last year. I really wanted to get into my school talks. And funnily enough, I go to uh, primary schools and talk to them about how you know the, the years of leaving primary school into high school, how it might be daunting and you might need to make new friends, you might lose your primary school friends and just tell them to try and try and give a go for with every opportunity that comes up. That's what I tell the, the, the younger boys and girls. For college, for year 12 and 13s, I tell them, especially year 13s, is what we spoke about earlier, is going mm-hmm. to university. Don't do it just because your friends are. Don't become a tradie just because your friends are. Do what you want to do and give yourself some breathing space. Now, I had done about four or five primary schools, and I said, okay, Jack, you need to do a college now. And I was really putting it off because I'm still quite close to them in terms of age. Yeah. And that age is a real judgy age. If they don't give a crap about what you have to say, they will make it known to you. So I thought, okay, I just I just have to do it. I have to do a college. I have to just talk to people around my age and just get it done. So I went, went into the school talk at Linfield College, and that was one of the most daunting things I've ever done. I had about two pages of notes on my book, and I had booked a 35-minute slot to talk. That speech was done in under 10 minutes. And I looked up, and the set of eyes, it was almost like talking to, it was like being back at school, you know, standing up in English class and saying a speech to all your peers. It felt like that. I felt all these judgy eyes at me, and it was the whole, circling it back to what we said at the start, it was second-guessing everything. Oh, is what I'm saying even that beneficial? Should I even be here? Do they even care what I have to say? Are they listening to me? So I, all my notes, I only read about three lines of my notes and the other 20 went out the door and my my book shut and the principal said, oh, that was quick. And I said, yes, it was. Thank you for having me. And I walked straight out the door and I went home. And when I got home, I was real. I was beating myself up in real, uh, I was in a real space of self-doubt going, oh, well, you you flunked that one. You've wasted these people's time. What was, what was the point of doing that? But then 
I switched it around and I put on a different pair of shoes and I said, okay, you might think you did really bad, but you have just got up and spoken to over 200 students and you have just, you know, they might even not shown appreciation or shown that they were even listening, but something that you said may have resonated with them and may just help them when they reach these challenges. Because that was the other thing. My points were around situations that they hadn't even encountered yet. It was, you know, when you when you graduate uh, graduate high school, you might feel lost, tugged and pulled from different ways. You don't know where to go. And that was, they hadn't experienced that yet. So me thinking, okay, something you may have said in your quick little 10-minute speech may actually help them when they encounter those uh, scenarios. So that was uh that was how I upped my brave because I stepped in a I stepped on a stage in front of a hall in front of 200 people who were around my age and I just spoke I just public did a public speech and to a lot of us public speaking is a big fear so getting that done especially to a hall full of people my age that was uh that really upped my brave. That's awesome. And I like what you're saying about putting, yeah, put on a different pair of shoes, which is a, you know, we all need to do that now and then take a different look at something, a different perspective, change our mindset. Um, But I do think now, I don't know when you did that talk, but I think you could rock a talk now because especially with those three points that you mentioned earlier on, you know, turn your negative into a positive, do what makes you happy, things like that. Um, Do what you know is right. You know, that thing. I think you've got a great message. So um, might have to do a reprise. Yeah, I might have to... I think I should go back to the principal's office and go, okay, booking that, book that 30 minutes because I'm doing the whole time slot. Yeah, exactly. All right. What is one thing on your bucket list, something you'd love to do, be, or experience that we can possibly help you with? I would love for Hendo's Hot Topics to reach the top 10 charts of the country. Um, why? You know, it's not because of, oh, that'd be cool or for the accolades that come with it because I really want the messages and the conversations that I have with the guests on my show to get out there for people to notice them, for the podcast to be noticed and, and notice what it's trying to do and just the messages and conversations to be noticed by people. And, and, and as you will know in the podcast game, so to say, that's the only really way it can, it can happen is if you're, if your podcast isn't in the top 20, top 10 charts or whatever, people won't want to listen to what you're saying. So I feel that's the only real way where I can really push and drive the conversations and messages and the stigmas I'm trying to break out into the country, the world, to the the young high schoolers' homes, to the mum and dad's houses, on the on, into their cars when they're driving home from work. So my bucket list would be to get the podcast into the top 10 podcasts of the country. Love it. We can definitely help with that. So everyone who's listening, this is my challenge to you. My invitation to you is to look up Hendo's Hot Topics podcast. He's going to tell us where in a moment. And if you can subscribe, but hey, more than that, if you can share the link with one friend um, and ask them to share the link with one friend and boom, we're going to do it. So um, where can they find the podcast? And what I love about it, by the way, is I love that it is for anyone, but I love that because you're young. You know, there might be some teens and 20-somethings out there that maybe don't, maybe they listen to podcasts, maybe they mainly watch TikTok or whatever, but it's like, because you're younger, the message will resonate with them rather than coming from someone like me. <laughs> so I think that's great. I think the ripple effect and the potential for impact is great. Hendo's Hot Topics podcast, where can we find it? Uh, if you're an audio listener, if you want to make your drives home uh, entertained, is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. If you're more of a visual listener, you can catch the podcast on YouTube and catch all the shorts and reels on Instagram and YouTube. And that is Hendo's Hot Topics podcast on all of those platforms. 
Okay. H-E-N-D-O, like Hendo. Yep. O-S, hot topics, everybody. Amazing. Okay. So what's coming up for you other than hitting the top 10 in the podcast, what's coming up for you in the next six months? So I've uh, ticked off my bucket list two 24-hour walks for charity. Uh, one was for I Am Hope and another one was actually started this month for a charity called the Mental Health Club. Um, and so the next six months, I'm really going to try buckle down to either do another 24-hour walk uh, with Hendosol Topics or do a 48-hour podcast in the studio, uh, which you can see the listeners at home can't, but in the studio, do a 48-hour fundraising podcast is in the next six months in the works. I haven't told anyone, so here you go, people, uh, is what I'm going to try to, try to do and put together. You heard it here first on Reality Check Radio. Um, this, these walks that you're doing, are you yeah. staying like local, like in Auckland, or do you actually travel like a certain long distance, or is it more of like a circle situation? So the first one was two years ago in 2021, and that was done at Auckland Domain, just by mm -hmm. the museum there. And the one that was done uh, earlier this month was done at AUT Millennium at the running track there. So that was 24 hours of uh, sleep deprivation wow. and talking to myself. And my foot is actually, I went to football training last week and my foot is still quite swollen. I think I've broken it. So that is, that is good fun. All right. Well, maybe, maybe look into that. Um, you know, I, I, back in the day when I was your age, I did the Southern Traverse, which is a, a very long multi-sport race. It's like five days, you know, sleep when you can, if you want type thing. And I literally had hallucinations in the kayak, um, you know, and because I just, we were so sleep deprived. So gosh, I, I feel for you doing this 24 hour walks, but good on you. Um, okay. Before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up on the topic of empowering men, mental health, et cetera, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Empowering men. If you're, if you're specifically for men, but if you're female as well, that's going to apply to you. And that is circling it back to the start is just be true to yourself and please take care of yourself. Don't push yourself mentally or physically or push yourself because you're trying to live someone else's dream or become someone who uh, other people want you to be. Stay true to yourself and do what makes you happy. And also, I would like to give a big shout out to my uncle James. Uh, my uncle James is, has been a huge role model to me over my life. Uh, he went through, he, he lost his father a few years ago. And, and he was the first person who actually made me realize that it's okay not to be okay. And it's actually okay to speak out. Because at that time when his, his father took his life, I was actually, I, I tried to take my life a, a few months beforehand. And at the ceremony, at the service, Michael James stood up on the, on the stage there and he did a speech and he was open about what we're talking about now, that it's okay to be weak and you can still be a man and go see a therapist and cry. And, you know, he was open about that. He said he's going to, he's, he's seeking help and he, he's talking to someone and that he, you know, he, he started letting a few tears go and started crying. And, and that was a really key point that made me realize, hey, you know, I can be a man, I can, I can still be who I am, and, but I can also go talk to people, I can also cry, I can be open about what I've been through because it's not a burden. You know, everyone has journeys and we all have stories and what you've been through doesn't define you. It's what you do for the future. And the past, the last piece of advice is the past is the past. It's, it's a piece of time that we can't change, that we can't control. So don't let the past define you. Focus on the now and the today and how you're going to make tomorrow even better. 
Oh, so good. Thank you so much, Jack. And for people listening, if this episode resonates with you, which I imagine it will, um, you can catch the replay and you can send the replay to someone. And that's a that's a great way to spread the message as well. So you can contact Jack directly, like he mentioned on Instagram, um, Hendo's Hot Topics. Did you have a website that you mentioned? Um, I've got a website that if you go into my Instagram in the bio, mm-hmm. there's a link there called Linktree. And if you tap on that or click on that, it will bring up uh, all the websites and ways you can contact me or get in touch. Awesome. Sounds so good. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jack. Thank you very much for having me and giving uh, blessing me with this opportunity. Amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That was Jack Henderson on the topic of empowering men. Thanks, Jack. What a cool interview. It was so awesome to talk to Jack Henderson. In this interview, we talked about being a manly man and being honest with your emotions. We also talked about turning your negative into positive. And these three things, do what makes you happy, do what you know is right, and do what you need to do for you. So much wisdom from such a young dude. Um, It was so great to talk to Jack. And if you want to learn more, you can follow him. You can subscribe to his podcast. And of course, he's going for the goal of top 10. So please do subscribe. And also, if you can spread the word to at least one other person and ask them to do the same That would be amazing for his bucket list. You can look up Hendo's Hot Topics podcast, and you can look that up on all the places, Spotify and iTunes, and you can also follow him on Instagram. So now we're going to go to a song that Jack has recommended, and this is Elvis Presley, If I Can Dream. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.